0: Main Street to Wall Street, global business celebrity and former Fortune 100 C-Suite executive Jeffrey Hazlett takes you inside the good, the bad, and the ugly of businesses today. Saddle up. It's time for All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett.
1: The COVID-19 pandemic has done a lot of damage to our economy, but one group that has affected the most is women in the workforce. By many estimates, women lost an entire generation of job gains, forcing many to choose between work, the cost of childcare, and of course, virtual schooling. Today's guest is on a mission to get women back in the workforce. Allison Robinson is the founder and CEO of The Mom Project, a digital community committed to helping women stay active in the workforce. Allison, welcome to All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett.
2: Thank you for having me, Jeff. Great to be here with you today.
1: It's good to have you. So let's start with the basics. What is the Mom Project? That's not not like a do-it-yourself thing. What's the Mom Project?
2: The Mom Project, Jeff, is a digital platform and we're connecting our community of over a half million incredibly talented and educated mothers with incredible work opportunities at some of the best companies in the world. Here at the Mom Project, we're really on a mission to unlock the strength of moms in the economy. We know that for so long women have paid a high price um, in their careers once they have children. So our ultimate goal is helping them find success on their own terms. Have you seen
1: employers be very supportive of women, you know, in the workforce to say, hey, look, especially during COVID, especially working at home, you know, we got to lax things up. We have to loosen it up a little bit in terms of the rules that we kind of traditionally have to be people to have them be at least more flexible.
2: Absolutely, Jeff. And I started the business about six years ago and just have really kind of witnessed the conversation changing. I would say when I, when I first started talking with these big employers back in 2016, it was spoken about as a gender diversity, social topic, a corporate initiative that didn't have a lot of weight behind it. But really what the pandemic brought forward was really this sort of shared responsibility around the need to lead towards a more compassionate workplace, especially for for women and mothers and caregivers. So I do feel like that is absolutely happening. And the conversation is changing.
1: Yeah, the empathy, I think that people have felt, I remember, we had a C-suite network event, and um, mother had her child on and she was embarrassed to have her child sitting in her lap while we're doing a call. And I go, are you kidding me? We love that. And yeah. I think more and more businesses have adopted that because we've just got to get used to it. I can remember that CNN story where the guy was there live on thing yeah. and the kid wandered into the background and the I think it was the mom or maybe it was the nanny went and grabbed the kid, dragged him back on her belly. I think we're past that, aren't
2: we? I think we are. And I will just say, like, personally, when I was raising around a venture capital with my son, who's about to turn four, like I did not want anybody to know. And I was out meeting with investors yeah. when I was eight and a half months pregnant in the summer. Well, you think
1: they, now let's be clear, if you're eight and a half months pregnant, they could kind of tell maybe, but right? They,
2: right? I, you know, I disguised <laughs> it fairly well. I like to think, I mean, I probably not as well as I thought, but this time around, I felt, you know, so emboldened to just lead with that because that's certainly such a big piece of my identity and the identity of the business. So I really feel like this cultural change is happening where people feel like they can be much more honest and authentic about that part of them.
1: But you also have to, I think you have to be transparent about it. You know, I think we should all be honest about it, but really truly transparent about it because it is going to be in someone's mind. We can't not think about that. Right. Especially if I see someone that's pregnant, although we shouldn't be judging those kinds of things, you're going to be thinking that. So it's better to have the conversation than not have the conversation. Right.
2: I think so, right? And then you can kind of poke at potential objections and concerns around yes, this is happening, but here's how the work will get done. Because otherwise, if it's not addressed, people can assume the worst. So I, I absolutely of of the camp of being tra- be transparent and address the issues head on.
1: Yeah, let's talk about the baby in the room, so to speak. I guess that baby—that's the new term we should talk about. You know, the National Women's Law Center estimates women lost over 12 million jobs during the early stages of the pandemic. Do you see those women coming back into the workforce?
2: Yeah, I mean, what a devastating 16 months it's been for women. We know that on the onset of the pandemic, most impacted by job loss, furloughs with women being more represented in sectors like service and hospitality. And then we saw our childcare and education system unravel resulting in more women being forced out of the workforce last year, leading to labor participation rates that are the lowest we've seen in 30 years.
1: I saw that there's an estimated 43% of the women leave the workforce after having a child. That's still a pretty big figure. Why is that? And is that what the mom project's trying to change?
2: Yeah, I, I discovered that stat when I was on maternity leave, and it was a big part of me wanting to build the mom project because I saw what an opportunity There was to help more women stay engaged. The reality is when many women have children, they've got new responsibilities and their decision matrix change. And, you know, companies had really not caught up to the rate of social change and saw a big opportunity that, wow, if you can connect a mom with the right opportunity, that's a good fit for her and her family. Like the economy will really flourish. So that's what we're all about at the mom project, right? So whether that's a new mom, like I was just needing something different, maybe more flexible with better benefits or a mom who's been out of the workforce, caring for family for 10 years, helping them get back. That is the core piece of what we do at the mom project. And then we also support companies with um, advisory around policy and things that they can do to really structurally improve their workplaces for women and, and moms.
1: Well, speaking about improving the workplace, I want to make sure I improve my show, and that's with a sponsor. So I'm going to take a quick break, and I'll be right back after this message.
0: C-Suite Radio.
1: Today's guest is on a mission to get women back in the workforce. Allison Robinson is the founder and CEO of the Mom Project, a digital community committed to helping women stay active in the workforce, and we're glad to have her back. And we were talking before the break about what is the Mom Project and what it's all about. What are some of the ways that you're helping employers change the game? Because I know we learned a lot as employers that COVID allowed us a flexible workforce, and a lot of us really like it. We like the flexible hours. We like working from home. I know personally, you know, listen, I got an office in downtown, and it takes me about 40 minutes to get there. I save that 40 minutes there, 40 minutes back. So I don't always like to go into the office because I gain that time. But I also find that I'm able to work out with my team a little bit more, a lot more FaceTime, quite frankly, because we're doing this kind of thing. So what are you doing to help companies embrace work from home options? Is that a game changer for working moms?
2: Yeah. So I would say, you know, we're helping companies prepare for the future of work. If you talk to most company leaders, one of the things keeping them up at night is labor shortages. And I think we've taken for granted that women have really bolstered um, a lot of the labor participation gains that we've all benefited from in the last 30 years. So we're helping companies attract these incredible women and retain them in their companies. And that makes their businesses stronger. We have our own research and insights division at the Mom Project called Work Labs. And we've actually found that when women and moms specifically are managers or leaders over companies, those companies report higher levels of productivity, retention, loyalty, and equity. So we know that helping these companies hire moms and retain them leads to better business performance. But it doesn't start or stop with hiring. We also support customers with a lot of policy. And we actually have a consulting practice through WorkLab, so we're helping them identify challenges. Maybe their parental leave is, is resulting in them losing too many parents once they go out on leave, or we need to find better ways for them to support the high cost of childcare for some of their employee base. So we take a really holistic approach to it, Jeff, and have really been very fortunate to get the buy-in and support of very senior level executives who are very committed to solving this problem alongside us.
1: Is there any rumor that uh, most companies are now putting a timeout corner as well? No, I'm just know, just. We should do that. <laughs> I,
2: I, I think that's happening. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we should do that. You talked about how the, you're helping companies, but what specifically are you doing to helping women through the pandemic? How's a mom project helping them?
2: Yeah, so I mean, this company was truly built for moms. You know, I prior to becoming an entrepreneur, I spent about seven and a half years at Procter and Gamble, um, running Camper's Innovation for North America. And a big catalyst for me creating the company was meeting with these incredible women and seeing how hard they work to build a better future for their families. And so that empathy really carries forward in every aspect of the business. So our team is hard at work getting money in mom's pockets. You know, how we really deem success is what is the economic potential that we're connecting moms on our platform with. And that's frankly not enough for us. Last year, we also launched a 501c3, um, Mm momproject.org, and our inaugural initiative is specifically aimed at helping upskill women of color and taking them out of hourly jobs and upskilling them into high growth fields like technology. So in the next three years, we will upskill 10,000 women of color, which we're very excited about. And then we think about, you know, what are all the practical challenges a mom's going to encounter? As she's looking to get back to work or find a better job, and maybe that means a better resume to articulate her time away from the paid workforce, free childcare credit, so she can get to her interview with peace of mind. We're just chipping away at the everyday challenges that women across the country are facing.
1: Why does this always fall to moms? I, I mean, it seems to me if I'm an equal partner with my partner. It should also be up to me as well. But it does seem to fall on the shoulders of moms more often, right?
2: It does. In the U.S., a lot of moms are also the single provider and Mm. primary caretaker. And so the reality is moms in the U.S., as well as globally, are asked to do a lot and have not felt very supported. And so in my opinion, it's time we recognize moms and we start building policies and workforce development plans that really celebrate her and all that she has to offer.
1: Well, and it's worth the investment. I mean, you, you've already talked about the payoff that it has. Well, why do you think corporate America or small business underestimates the impact women can have in the workplace?
2: For a long time, many of the, the people in leadership have been men, um, you know, yeah. who have a great support system, supporting their ability to do their job and work unconventional hours. And so I think there's just been a lack of kind of visibility because of that, that gap in, in female leadership, mom leadership at the highest levels to really make this a priority that it needs to be.
1: Yeah, but I don't hear you talk about dads, which I understand this is the mom project. Okay. But dads have a responsibility for this. Do you have those discussions in your group with moms about, you know, why the dad, you know, listen, I got to tell you during our children's upbringing, my wife and I had definite discussions about that. We chose what roles, who had to do what, how we had to do it. We both worked in the workforce. You know, we both talked about who's got to pick them up after daycare and those kinds of things. I will tell you that she shouldered most of that burden, but that was a discussion that we had. And then eventually she chose to leave the workforce. And that was an economic decision that we had, right? We were able to do that. And one that we chose to do, but how come there's not more discussion about that?
2: Yeah, and we love dads and and certainly welcome them and support them on our platform. We're an equal opportunity platform. Yeah, I think things are changing. I think specifically too with millennial dads, they're stepping up more to shoulder more of the the household responsibilities, caregiving, yeah. the load. Um, but I still think, yeah, by and large, it falls back on mom, right? For a lot of reasons that have been so ingrained in our society and culture. Let
1: me ask you a question. Is it it a generational thing? Does it get better with each generation? I think, and I would like to think that I am better at it than my father. My father, I'm sure better than my grandfather at it. Although I would say my dad wasn't really great at it. I was better at it than my dad, but I'm not as good as my son in terms of those kinds of things and the way to be as active. I'm the first one to raise my hand to admit, I know me, I wouldn't be married to me. So I, you know, I could have been a better dad. I could have been a better partner. So is it, you think it's a generational
2: thing? I think it's getting better. I do. I absolutely do. I agree. I
1: I would agree with you. I see the workforce that I have today and I see the young men that are in our office who are also dads taking a more active role than I did, you know, and I look at it, you know, not as this old guy with white hair who look at these guys and go, wow, that's a lot of difference. It's very encouraging to see, quite frankly.
2: I absolutely agree. I absolutely agree. And I think you're you're spot on, Jeff.
1: Well, thanks. Let me speaking of spot on, let me take a spot right now. And that's and I'll be right back after this message.
0: C Suite Radio.
1: Hey, we are back and we're live casting right here on Facebook and of course, LinkedIn as we bring you all business with Jeffrey Hazen. I'm talking to Allison Robinson. She's the founder and CEO of the MOM Project, a digital community committed to helping women stay active in the workforce because we know they have been leaving and leaving and leaving during the pandemic, and we're trying to change that. Now, Allison, you were a sales and marketing executive at Procter and Gamble before starting the MOM projects. What lessons did you learn there that help you to get into this position as a startup? And then, of course, running a full-blown organization.
2: Yeah. Well, what I loved about p was that even though it was a really big Fortune 500 company, in many ways, it felt very entrepreneurial. So I learned some formative lessons there. I would say the number one thing, it, it taught me to sell. My first part of my career there was spent selling to our retail customers, grocery stores, mass merchandisers, really understanding how big companies make buying decisions, how to sell to these large enterprises. And then I had the opportunity to come work for the Pampers brand at headquarters Mm. in Cincinnati, where I got to spend a tremendous amount of time in home with moms who were our core constituency on on the diapers brand. And that developed for me this incredible kind of understanding around consumer insights, driving consumer behavior, how parenting was shifting for millennials as we were consuming content education, information on our phones, rather than, you know, through word of mouth. And I just became so inspired by these incredible women. So, you know, had it not been for kind of that combination of, of selling experience, understanding moms, I, I don't think I would have been in a position to be able to start the Mom Project.
1: Well, speaking of inspiring women, last year, you had tennis superstar Serena Williams join the Mom Project as a strategic advisor. How did that happen? How did, you, how did you serve that one up, so to speak?
2: Serena Williams was somebody that we sort of dreamed up, right? As a brand, you have these sort of these attributes that you aspire. Big to.
1: audacious goals, right? Big, Big
2: audacious goals, yeah. absolutely. And you look for role models who can help those brand values come to life. And Serena does that in spades, uh, you know, such yeah. an incredible working mom, really like world-class champion athlete but also just like so real about the realities of being a mom and so got really um fortunate to to be introduced to Serena's team through Alexis Ohaney and her husband is actually an investor in the mom project through his former oh, fund. that and helps yeah, so that helps an unfair advantage um yeah. absolutely but uh gosh in, and we talked about gender roles changing right what a great example of Alexis, really taking the experience of his wife to be such a vocal champion of dads taking leave, which helps moms tremendously because when dads can take leave, that helps, right? They're just such a great role models of what I sort of see the modern American family looking like.
1: That is absolutely fantastic. So I want to know what, with a couple minutes left, what are the other trends that you're seeing women in the workforce, been facing during uh, the pandemic?
2: Yeah. So I think one is we're seeing more women kind of shift to wanting project-based work. Women feel like they are ready to take control back over their schedule and find work that's more compatible with family and personal needs rather than the other way around. So I think there's a huge desire to find work.
1: By the way, we're seeing that trend with the millennials too. I, I just saw a recent study that said 56% of the revenue or income from millennials will actually come from project work, not from a traditional job, which is, that's a, that's a wow. That's it's, a wow.
2: It's a massive transformation that's happening right now in our workforce with more than the majority of workers in the U.S. will be independently employed. So that's a trend that we're really bullish on at the Mom Project. We actually um, see The largest share of the jobs that we get moms in are project-based in nature. And then the second is remote. Now many have experienced what it's like to not have to commute and go into an office and be able to work at home. And so moms are going to start demanding that. And the labor market has been so tight for the last five months. If people aren't finding that in their current jobs, they can walk away and find it somewhere else.
1: Let me ask you one last question, and I think this is important. I always talk about how content is helping people grow their brand. I call it the brand of you, you know, sell you, you sell the brand, sell the brand, you sell you. Mm -hmm. And we're so tied to it. So how has content helped you get the word out about the mom project?
2: The stories, Jeff, you know, I believe, I, I believe the stories our users generate our content. It's the stories of these women landing well, landing in jobs that give them, this vision that they have for themselves and their families. So for us, like there's nothing more powerful that we could create in terms of content than just telling the stories of the incredible women that we're so lucky to serve.
1: Allison, thanks so much for joining us here. Of course, we're talking about the mom project. Make sure you reach out to Allison. If you're a mom, hey, or even a dad, check out the mom project as soon as possible and see what you could do to join and be a part of that movement because we love great movements like that. Allison, a pleasure having you right here on All Business with Jeffrey Haisley.
2: Thanks so much for having me, Jeff. I hope we can do it again soon.
1: Hey, at the end of every show, I like to talk about what I learned. Let me tell you what I learned. Of course, women we know are important. They're important in every aspect of our lives, especially for us men, but we're not doing enough. We're not doing enough to recognize the role that they play. Listen, they've got to do a great job at home and they've got to do a great job at work and we got to learn to balance those a lot better. And we got to learn to get rid of those old perceived kind of connotations that we have about, oh my gosh, does that mean she's going to have too many days more off or whatever? Hey, listen, the gains outweigh anything that might be perceived as any kind of negative because there are no negatives when people are helping people raise great families and doing great work. And that's what we got to keep in mind. We got to learn to be a little bit more human. All right. A little bit more human. That's what I learned right here in All Business. Speaking of being human, how about go find me a couple of humans and tell people about this show because that's how we grow and is by other people telling other people about the show. And I would love to have you send them right here to All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett on C-Suite Radio.
0: You're listening to All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett, brought to you by C-Suite Radio, a podcast network featuring today's top business experts and is part of the C-Suite Network, the world's most trusted network of C-Suite executives. Find this and other business podcasts on C-Suite Radio.